Hello folks, I'm Joel Van Hoogen with the Bread of Life. Our program is supported by your gifts, but it's brought to you out of the heart of two ministries. One is Church Partnership Evangelism, where I'm the executive director and have been for over 30 years. We're a disciple-making ministry among the nations. To learn more about us, go to traincpe.org. The other ministry is the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho, where I'm the Bible teacher. And this is the word we feed on. Today, turn to John chapter 14, verse 30, and consider the words of Jesus as he speaks just before going into the sufferings of the cross. Speaking to his disciples, he says, I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. Here's the meaning. Jesus is saying, listen to me now. I'll not get a chance to speak to you after this very much. You'll need to keep in mind what I'm telling you at this moment when you go into the confusion of the next little while. Everything that is going to be happening in the next hours is an onslaught of the ruler of this age, Satan. He is orchestrating all the pettiness of people to bring on destruction. But know this, though he has found in them some weakness and sin to use for destruction, he has found nothing in me. I am going to overcome him. Keep that in mind in the days that are ahead. He knows all of it. He sees all of it. He understands it all. He knows when the hour of power has come for the enemy and what the enemy will do and what his stratagems are. He knows it. And here's a fourth thing. He knows what Satan is doing, but he also knows what he's going to do with it. And he knows he's going to defeat Satan. He knows that God is going to continue to honor what he said when he told Adam and Eve and the serpent that he'd make the serpent crawl on his belly. He knows that God is going to make, in all of Satan's stratagems, God is going to make Satan eat dirt. He knows it. He knows what he's going to accomplish. Let's look at another thing here. Let's look not only at what the Lord Jesus knows, but let's look at what the Lord Jesus boasts. And what he does is the Lord Jesus boasts in his complete command over what is going to happen. The Lord Jesus boasts in his complete command over what is going to happen. Let me share with you something that J.C. Ryle wrote about 170 years ago. J.C. Ryle wrote, Our Lord would have his disciples know that Satan was about to make his last and most violent attack on him. He was mustering all his strength for one more tremendous onset. He was coming up with his utmost malice to try Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane and on the cross of Calvary. But Jesus says, in light of all those things, surmising all of that, understanding all that, the the ruler of this world is coming, but the Lord Jesus has an answer for it. But, he says, he has nothing in me. And Jesus here is making a boast before his disciples. Whatever you think you're seeing in the battle ahead, whatever you think I'm facing, when I go silent for a time, I want you to know this, Satan cannot get a hold of me. I want you to know this, he will find no weakness or defect in me to grab hold of. He can't get his hands on me. I will elude his destructive plans. I will use his attack for my glorious ends and victory. There is no sin in me, so he can't condemn me. There is no sin in me, so he can't enslave me. There is no weakness in me that he can manipulate and control to his treacherous ends. I am going to conquer over him. He's found nothing in me. Listen, 
Satan finds something in all of us to accuse and lay hold of us. He finds our imperfections. He finds our weaknesses. He finds the defiling and defective point in our character and our lives. And there he comes to bring destruction. He knows how to manipulate our weaknesses and how to use them to turn our strengths into destructive purposes. And by the way, the longer you leave these flaws in your life unaddressed, and, and, and so you know you're not supposed to leave them unaddressed. As we've mentioned, by the Spirit of God, we're supposed to put these things, these petty, sinful things in our nature to death. The longer we leave them unslain, the more opportunity we give to the enemy to use us as pawns for his destruction that he would put upon the souls of others. Satan can find the flaw in us and exploit it to the point of destruction. But in Jesus, there's no weakness. There's no defective nature. There's no point of defilement. There's nothing that Satan can sound out and use and manipulate against him. This Savior goes to the cross as our sacrifice, as a lamb without spot or without blemish, perfect in every way. He lays down his life for us, the innocent for the guilty, the sinless one for sinful ones, the perfect one giving us his perfect goodness in the place of our wretchedness and our sinfulness and our brokenness. He gives to us all of his perfect goodness and he's ready to hide us in himself in the midst of this challenge and struggle. He does all this, the Lord Jesus does all this so that when we come to him and we believe in him and we trust in him and we surrender ourselves to him, even in every moment in which the enemy comes to try to manipulate and use us, he does all this so that Satan cannot find anything in us either because Jesus hides us in himself. Jesus hides us in his perfection. Jesus hides us in his goodness and his life, and he hides his life in us. There is a place where we can go, you see, where we can hide away and be protected from being used by the enemy, and we can be protected against the, the destruction that Satan wants to bring upon this world. It's when we hide ourselves in Jesus Christ, this perfect one, this one whom the enemy has found nothing in. Let's make a couple of applications here very quickly. And the first application is simply this. Give praise to the Lord Jesus. Give praise to the Lord Jesus because he knew the worst about you and your sins cost and the worst about Satan's violence that was planned and set against him and yet lovingly he still went forward in order to gain for us a righteousness that we could never gain on our own. Satan had his own idea of what the cross was all about. Satan understood that the cross was a place to punish God. God had a different plan altogether. God knew that it was a place to punish sinners in himself and to punish our sins in himself. And he would go there to suffer in our place. What's the right response? God, I don't know what the future holds, but you know it, and I praise you. God, I can never imagine or begin to fathom what took place at the cross. The physical expressions of your agony don't come close to tabulating and giving expression to the horror, the horrific horror of the judgment you experienced in my place. You were exposed to a temptation and a trial and a testing that I've never been exposed to. God, I thank you that you don't allow me to be tempted above that which I'm able, but the Lord Jesus could take it all, and he took it all for me. And he knew all that was coming against him. And still, still he went. Praise him. Worship him. Glorify him. Honor him. Bow before him. Love him. Yield yourself to such a great, valiant, loving Savior. Now, 
You should know there's no hope for us against Satan's violent pursuits in anything that we can offer in our own power and our own strength. That our hope is found in what the Lord Jesus has just revealed to his disciples and what he's revealing to us. But because this is true, the next thing that I want to say to you is not an appeal to your ability. It's not an appeal for you to muster yourself and to put forward your best effort. It's an appeal for you to go to the Lord Jesus and bow before him and yield yourself completely into the victory that he's accomplished for you. Remember, he said, Satan has found nothing in me, in me. And so here's the last point of application. If you don't want to be a petty pawn in Satan's stratagems of destruction, hide yourself in the Lord Jesus at all times. Yield to his spirit's command of your life. He'll command the sword to slay your sinful attitudes for his glory. He'll call you to live loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. He'll call you to calculate your behavior and your actions and the things you do on the basis of whether it is an expression of loving your neighbor as yourself. You won't be able to do this on your own and in your own power. But Jesus has done it all for us. And Satan can find nothing in him. What he finds in you will disappear if you'll immerse yourself in the Lord Jesus. If you pour your life in a complete yielding to him and immerse yourself in him, you'll be hid in him. Satan will find nothing in you either to use and manipulate. And It's your choice. Moment by moment, day by day, encounter after encounter, experience after experience, temptation after temptation, it's your choice. Whether you'll hide yourself in the way in the one whom the enemy has found nothing and can find nothing. The one who has prevailed knowing everything the enemy can throw at us. The one who has prevailed to bring victory and to give the expression of righteousness in the earth and to pour you into that righteousness and cover you with that righteousness. Just for a moment, look on to verse 31 and see what confidence, what loving confidence out of this declaration the Lord Jesus expresses and lives out. He says confidently, so that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father has given me commandment, even so I do. Rise, let us go from here. The truth of what Christ has said and done, when heard and understood, births within us a love that wants to follow him out to wherever he may lead us. We don't know what the future holds. We don't know what Satan's schemings are for this hour. But our Lord knows it all, and Satan has found nothing in him, and we may hide ourselves in him by faith, and then follow, lovingly follow him. We can get up and go from here to wherever he leads us, with courage, with confidence. Let's bow our heads, and let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we just, we marvel in amazement at what our Savior has done for us. We marvel in amazement at the exacting searching out that He has made of all things. All challenges. All assertions of the energy of this age and this world and of our sinful nature and of Satan himself against what is good and right and pure. All expressions of destruction and ruin. And all the consequences in this life and in the unending life to come, 
He's measured it all out and he has entered into it for our benefit and our behalf at the cross. And he suffered the holocaust of the endless woes of the enemy's venom and destruction against what God has made and created. And he's prevailed. Jesus, how we praise you and thank you. Holy Spirit, how we thank you that you've come to exalt this great Savior in our life. Lord Jesus, forgive us for exalting in our natures and the idiosyncrasies of our flesh and somehow making them dear and precious to us, those very things that the enemy uses to bring destruction. Instead, O oh God, we come before you, and dear Savior, we come before you and say, hide us in yourself. Take these things and these weaknesses. Take these behaviors and these attitudes and this pettiness, these insecurities. Oh, dear Jesus, put to death those things that dishonor you. Bring to life by your spirit only those things that you've placed in us that would magnify and glorify you through being put in your hands and wielded to your glory and your honor so that we might be used for your gracious purposes, for the purpose of bringing life to this world, of being salt in this world, of being light in this world. So that you might use us in this hour, this searching hour, as constructive agents of your goodness and grace and truth before others. We ask all this in Jesus' precious name, and we give you glory. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to the Ministry of the Bread of Life. To learn more about our ministry, let me suggest you go to one of two websites. First, go to traincpe.org, traincpe.org, to learn more about the work we're doing all over the world to equip and engage the body of Christ in personal evangelism, discipleship, and church planting. Or to learn about our work in your community, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Until the next time, God bless you.